right, boom, we're live. Woo, we're doing this again, baby, back to back. This is episode 274 of Kicking It With The King, July 11, 2020. What's up, guys? We are back. Funny things uh, to start the show off with, if you caught the first ad, the ad, it just re-recorded the ad, updated the Anchor ad. I felt like it was uh, a little bit older, so I had to update it free-handed, thinking about the way that I wanted to do the ad. And if you remember yesterday's show, um, I was I didn't talk about doing the ad and stuff like that, but um, the live editions of the show is when we're not home, when we're not in confined, when we're not quarantined in our own studio. That's what we do. Sometimes you do those episodes. Sometimes you have those, but that's not my point. Hope you enjoyed the ad. I kind of made a couple of little bit of skippy mistakes, like, you know, like, like I didn't, wasn't really clear too much, but it's a motherfucking ad read. The most important part is getting the point out. So, like I said, salute. It's fight week. I'm excited. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of fight breakdowns and stuff, and a whole lot of other fun, ladies and gentlemen, on this episode. Appreciate you guys for joining us here. Like I said, we're available everywhere you get your podcast. Kicking with the King is available everywhere you get your shows. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Everywhere you get your podcasts, Anchor, I mean, excuse me, Kicking with the King is available. You can follow us on social media as well at KWTKPod on Instagram. KWTKPod on Twitter. Um, G the King Official on Instagram. And G the King and remain on Twitter. Thank you guys for joining in. Like I said, it's July 11, 2020. Fight week. The fights haven't started. This is a pre-show. UFC 251 pre-show live. Here we are. We got great fights. We got three title fights. We got it. We got a whole banging card, man. If you look at the card, it looks absolutely stunning from top to bottom. I mean, Usman versus Masvidal. I have to sit here and say that. You know, the excitement was very high for Abu Dhabi, don't get me wrong. I mean, all these fights before, Masvidal was added to the card. I mean, Gilbert Burns rightfully earned a shot against Tyron. When he beat Tyron Woodley and he solidified himself as a number one contender over Leon Edwards, over Colby Covington, over all the rest of these guys. It it was Gilbert, Bur- Gilbert Burns' time, and he got the title fight. He was set to go to Yaz Island, but tested positive for COVID-19, unfortunately pulling him out of the fight, and jumps in. Jorge Masvidal. Originally thought Kamar Usman wasn't even going to be on the card, and I thought Volkanovski versus Holloway 2 would bump up to the main event, but ultimately, no. The UFC got the job done. Um, they have they have uh, Jorge Masvidal, you know, obviously to go through all the hurdles, take all the tests in order to be eligible to fight, and now it's fight day. Fast forward all that. Still got to take one more test after fight after the fight and stuff like that, but ultimately, I think everybody's going to be fine and stuff unless something crazy happens. But, yeah, I mean, I have to say the anticipation for UFC 251 just, you know, skyrocketed and went up so much higher. I mean, do you, do you get, this cannot be like, this This has to be like the perfect, you know, party. This is the perfect timing for Jorge Masvidal. I mean, um, by this time, if you guys haven't checked it out, the UFC 4 trailer just dropped, and it's featuring a cover featuring um, Israel Adesanya. And Jorge Masvidal, man, who fights later on tonight, who fights Kumar Usman for the belt. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, like I said, going back to what I was saying about Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns rightfully earned a shot, and I'm not going to deny anybody a shot that they've earned a shot. 
He looked great. He looked phenomenal. He was dominant. I told him he looked like a younger version of Vitor Belfort in his prime. The war rail-rounded, but, you know, very, very humble, very nice, very respectful guy like Vitor was. And, you know, very ultimately reminded me a lot of him. He definitely deserved his shot. He's definitely good in all areas. I mean, he trains with Kamar Usman day in and day out, and they know each other very well. It was a highly anticipated fight. But ultimately, we didn't get that fight. Ultimately, we got a fight that we did want before. But if you remember the story, you know, they were trying to get a deal done, and they were close, but, you know, no cigar. But, he, you know, we didn't get that fight. It, 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 it ultimately ended up not happening. No fight with Masvidal. How do you know? But who, 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 who the fuck would know that on six days' notice, Jorge Masvidal would jump right back in, and he didn't get the full deal he wanted, but he got everything close. And if you look at the numbers of uh, of what UFC 251 will do with or without an audience, it still it will do even more with an audience. But you know that's not the case here. We still get a fight on Fight Island. This isn't the only fight on Fight Island, man. It's like International Fight Week, so the podcasts are gonna blow up. Everything's gonna start blowing up. A lot of fight cards coming up. A lot a really busy schedule for the UFC this week. Or, you know, like this next, this, this rest of this month, and so the month of July, International Fight Week, it's going to be huge. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait. It's, it's a pleasure to be a part of this all. <sighs> Cheers. I popped open up. So, I went first. We'll, we'll get right into UFC 251, but I'm tell you a story about the celebration. So, I, I pulled money out the ATM, right? I need to get some cash real fast and stuff and there's only no fuck i'm not going all the way to the bank or nothing like that so i went full cash out three dollars 25 cents per transaction and then turns out you know because i went to the weed shop and all a couple of other things stuff i max out my limit for the day so I, i'm not waiting until tomorrow because i don't want to have to get up and go do something else so i go to a local corner store i pull out 60 bucks the cashier or whatever the fuck the guy that owns the store asked me how much do I want before I said 60 bucks right so he charged me 68 so the two drinks I got were eight dollars damn total it must be tax or something I don't know how much is it? Oh, like 2.99 or something like that but so the main point is I just said when you said salute popped open a bottle of Smirnoff ice a tall bottle you know, like the tall Kelowna bottles Smirnoff Ice, and let me just tell you, man, this shit, this shit's pretty good. I, I, um, I was thinking about, I wasn't gonna originally get this yesterday. I just like was, you know, I'm like, I don't want anything harsh. I don't want anything that's super strong. I don't want anything that's gonna make me all like, ugh, buzz in and all this other stuff. No, I wanted something that was gonna be smooth, somewhat be strong, but not too strong. It's something that'll be kind of sweet and not too sweet. You know, what I mean, you kind of meet in the middle a little bit. So, like I said, I was sipping on that real quick. Are sipping on that as uh, as we get through the show. Um, let's get to, to UFC 251. Starting off with Usman versus Masvidal since we're red hot. I mean, it's a fun fight. It's a highly anticipated fight. It's a fight we've all wanted to see for so long. I mean, you look at the back and forth these guys have on social media. I mean, the the, the confrontations in public. Well, there's a couple of them. You can go back and watch the videos all you want. Um, when you just look at the genuine dislike in the interviews, Jorge Masvidal interviews with Ariel, Usman's interviews, I mean, the back and forth, you can just feel the tension, and, um, you know, just, you know, you, you look at the, the rise of Masvidal, 
But like I said, I, I've said this for a long time. This isn't just the rise of Masvidal. Oh, Masvidal's a superstar. No, no, no. He's always been a superstar. He's, I mean, he hasn't really been elevated to the point where the general public knows him crazily. Like like a Conor McGregor fight or a Masvidal fight's trending like a Conor McGregor fight. I mean, you got to look at earlier on early on in his UFC career, lightweight, against Ally Quinta. I mean, against Cerrone, against guys like Wonderboy at the time. You know, all respects to all these guys that... Jorge fought against, but, you know, respectfully, Jorge just didn't have that superstardom that he has now. Now, he's been a badass fighter. He's been a, a damn good fighter, one of my favorite guys to see fight for a very long time, way before the BMF title, way before all this, you know, um, all these fantastic performances at 170 pounds. So, I mean, the hardcore fans know who Masvidal is, especially if you watched him in the backyard fights. You know who he is. You appreciate who he is. But realistically, you look at where he's at now. He's fighting for a world title on six days' notice. And regardless, win or lose, it's a win-win for him because he's on the cover of EA Sports UFC 4. Look at the trailer. You look at him. Him and Israel Adesanya heavily featured on, on the promotion of UFC 4. So, like I said, I seen it. It was a... It was a fantastic uh, trailer, interesting, really curious to see how the career mode is. UFC 3 was great, phenomenal uh, gameplay, you know, different stuff. The striking's a lot different. You know, I don't feel it as loose and as free necessarily, but um, you know, overall it's a great game. It's a fun game to play with your friends and play with people online, so generally enjoy it. Um, so back to Masvidal, you know, Masvidal, you know, say, for Masvidal to win this fight later on tonight, against Usman, everything's going to blow up, and I don't know necessarily if it's going to blow up bigger than a Conor McGregor fight, I mean, I mean, it could be up there, but I don't know if you get like a weight scale, you know, the weight scale goes left, right, whichever one, you know how people say, what's, what's, what weighs more, a pound of gold or a pound of feathers, I mean, they're both a pound, but realistically, with a pound of gold, it seems like it would be the one to, uh, way more, but, you know, so, w w what's the numbers going to look like with Usman and Masvidal, uh, not Usman, Masvidal, excuse me, Masvidal and McGregor, you know, McGregor versus Masvidal, as in when it comes to how much numbers are selling, I mean, I think Masvidal, really, you know, because he's known, has his no-nonsense approach, I mean, hasn't had his crazy, you know, criminal charges and, and, and been arrested and stuff outside the octagon or been known been in the news for anything other than being spectacular and winning fights and looking good doing it and breaking records. I mean, McGregor breaks records. Inside the cage, he's a nasty man. Outside the cage, you know, necessarily a lot of fans tend to gravitate, gravitate away from Conor because of his antics, because of what he's done, because of his personality, because of his racial slurs at times and, you know, his, his jabs at Khabib and Khabib's dad and stuff at the time. And, you know, it's just Conor, Conor's not a good look when it comes to certain things that he does now however he does give to the public he does donate money he, he 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 cares about first responders you see all the good things he does but when it comes to like a guy like Masvidal if you get a street thug you get dressing up like Scarface you got him knocking out people in, in record time and, and being a part of some big bad fights you know big badass fights like some phenomenal fights you know fights everybody's I mean everybody's talking about people are we're more excited for the Masvidal Nate Diaz fight than any other fight that was on there, and it was a great, highly anticipated fight. I mean, I think they'll re realistically, um, you know, fight again somewhere down the line. I I, I do think that fight uh, goes to Masvidal all the way. I don't think Nate Diaz is the type of guy. If, if there's gonna be someone to beat Masvidal, it's not Nate Diaz. 
could be Kamaru Usman later tonight, which brings me to uh, move forward and talk about this matchup. And if you look at the striking on the feet, George Masvidal seems to obviously have the edge. He seems like he has a lot more knockouts. As George says, he has more knockouts than that um, Kamaru has fights. So obviously George has been around and has fought the who's who and has a lot more experience than Usman. Twice amount of experience, especially in the fight, fights in the, um, in the backyard and stuff. A phenomenal striker, you know, very fast, very quick, very vicious, very sneaky, as you've seen, very calculated, you know, very, very, very phenomenal fighter, man. Boy, he's very game bred, you know, very game on his feet. You know, he's very destructive. Better striking than Kamara Usman, that's for sure. What is 99% of the doubters saying about this fight? They're talking about the grappling. Kamaru Usman, same can be compared to Khabib. And there's no fight. Everyone talks about the fight before the fight. Oh, how's this fight going to happen? Oh, Khabib's going to take him down. Kamaru Usman's going to take him down. And Kamaru Usman's a superior grappler. And realistically, on paper, it should beat Gamebred in the grappling department. Who truly knows, though? I mean, it's not like his takedowns are unstoppable. It's like, unlike a guy like Khabib, almost nobody's been able to. I mean, Kamaru hasn't really necessarily Khabibed every single person. But, you know, if you look at, I mean, his last, uh, what was it? The time he did that was a fight when he won the welterweight belt. And then he stood and struck with Colby Covington in the next fight, which was his last fight. But for me, thinking about it, if I were to think and bank on it, how crazy would it be for Usman to try to stone? Don't try to stand with Masvidal. That's not going to go good. I just don't think it's going to go good. I mean, if you look at Colby and Usman fight, great fucking fight. I'm not doubting that. I'm not denying that. I'm saying that, oh, it's like, you know, you know, it was kind of like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, both guys wearing shots. You know, not a lot of defense. I mean, obviously, there's slip punches and land their own, and it was a back-and-forth fun fight. No grappling involved whatsoever in the Usman-Colby fight. But the way Kamaru was striking wasn't anywhere near too impressive because, you know, it wasn't really like... They were basically kind of fighting at the same pace. It wasn't like, oh, I'm two, three, four levels ahead of you. These, you know, obviously, it was a phenomenal fight. Obviously, Colby's a phenomenal fighter. And, you know, Kamara went to the pace of what he needed to do and ultimately won it at the end of it. The victory is a victory. And regardless of all that, he won. He defended the belt. He stopped him. Great fight. Um, but you move forward, and you think about, you know, it's cool, calm, and calculated, but... I don't, I don't think Masvidal is going to be the kind of guy to stand right in the middle and, and, and do things like that. Obviously, I, I do think he is, and he's going, to be, he's going to be happy with every single shot that he gets to land on Kamaru Usman. I know he doesn't like him. But when George doesn't like someone, man, it's a nasty night for you, and you're not going to have a good time against him. But stylistically, I mean, I think Kamaru will and can get a couple takedowns in. I think Masvidal has good, um, obviously good uh, grappling. And, you know, obviously probably brought in some really good wrestlers and, you know, people to prepare for this camp. I mean, it's not like he was trained to fight 
Kamaru. Anyway, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Masvidal was already ultimately training. Dustin Poirier did say that um, to ESPN about Masvidal and his training and just training in general. So it's not like he wasn't training. Like, he just got up off the couch and stuff. No, he's been training and all year round. I mean, he's been ready for a big fight. Um, obviously, a lot of all the last of his three fights have been big fights. I mean, starting off with the resurrection, like the way he came back, the way he beat Darren Till, I mean, the way he knocked out Ben Askren. When he beat that breaks off Nate Diaz, what's to stop him from adding Kamaro's head to the list? The only way that I feel Usman can win this fight is if he grapples him to death. And what what happens when this happens? Let's fast forward to the end of the fight. Okay, I'm like, oh, totally just so 50-45 or a unanimous decision win. For Usman, end of the day, people nowadays are gonna sit there and say, "And you know, you know I've seen this. I know it's gonna happen. I'm betting you anything right now that this will happen." Usman beats Masvidal, right? Oh, boring, unanimous decision. Wrestle fucks him to death. No one thinks. I mean, people are gonna c- c- criticize it anyway. It's Usman's not gonna get the love and respect he deserves. Masvidal's still gonna be a bigger star. You know, he even said it. He's going to try to sniff his crotch. I mean, obviously, a win's a win, like I said. But, you know, I, I think the fans want a more spectacular fight. You know, a fight of the night-like kind of fight. You know, a fight where you're not just doing one thing. I mean, how are you going to say you smashed someone or you beat the fuck out of them and you just grappled them to death? Especially in the way that Kamaru grapples. You know, like, there's a huge difference between Khabib and Kamaru Usman when it comes to... Uh, competing and fighting, and I think Khabib can actually beat Usman, if we're, if we're, uh, if we're being honest, um, but if you look at the nasty punches that Khabib lands at times, you know, he'll get you down, and he'll land some nasty shots on the floor, elbows, I mean, look, or, you know, he'll try to go for his nasty submissions, I mean, that, 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 uh, arm, but R.E.R., the Kamari tried to get on Michael, the Michael Johnson fight, or when he got, when he submitted Michael Johnson, but he was beating the fuck out of him before that, Dude, that was nasty, dude. I mean, Khabib beats the shit out of people, man. It's not like, I mean, I mean, Kamaru Usman doesn't maul people. I mean, he takes them down. His grappling's so amazing. And he shuts people down. And, you know, he chains his wrestling together very intelligently. But, you know, as in when it comes to, like, crazy knockouts or someone who's known for their flashy punches and shit like that. And stuff you gotta watch out for. I mean, Usman has power. I mean, obviously, Nigerian nightmare. I mean, obviously... Know, he has power and stuff, but you know, and he, you know, did stop Colby with the punch. So I'm not saying that he doesn't have power. I'm saying like you know, land something and land something clean. And I just don't think it's George Masvidal that he's gonna land clean on. Like I said, only it's simple, simple, easy breakdown. Only way Kamara's gonna win if he takes him down, he smothers him, he puts him up against the cage, he makes him work, he gets him tired, and repeatedly takes him down and George does nothing about it or George could come out like a bat out of hell and you know put the put the put the hands on Usman's face touch him put him to sleep when do we when do we ever see Usman in <coughs> excuse me I wasn't a chronic Just hit a stiz, stizzy. Yeah, 
I got the um, the OG Kush Graham. Oh, not OG Kush. Excuse me, I have the wrong box. Um, the Purple Punch Dizzy. You guys are familiar with it. You should go pick it up at your local weed dispensary. Um, Stizzy is an amazing brand. Tropical Punch flavor is the one I got. If you want to visit their website, <laughs> this is not a promotion, ladies and gentlemen. You visit the website directly. Well, where the fuck is the website? Fuck that. I'm just kidding. I don't even know if they have it. They didn't even show the website. Anyways, um, so, like, for Montreal, man, he has more, I mean, he's more creative on the feet. He's nasty in the clinch. He's vicious. I mean, he's resurrected the style that he has. He's changed a lot of things up. You know, as long as he's been in the fight game, you look at him now, as many fights as he has, you look at him now, starting to make his stride, he's fighting for a world title. George Masvidal fighting for a world title in 2020. Who the fuck would have thought? Not saying George wasn't capable of fighting for a world title. It just seemed unlikely. Like, it just it wasn't the top thing on people's minds. I mean, you look at our last few generations of you know, all this, the, the go-to fighters. I mean, you look at, you know, I got the Connors, the Rondas, the Brock Lesnars, the Alistair, I mean, Alistair Overham's still up doing damn thing, but, you know, like the best fighters of all time, GSP, you got Matt Hughes, you got the BJ Pans, you got the Tito Ortiz's, you got the, the Chuck Liddell's and all that. So there's a lot of phenomenal fighters, you know, fighters who were considered the best fighters, the greatest fighters of all time, and Anderson Silva's up there as well. How could you forget all these guys? And we go through generations and generations and generations of great damn fighters. Well, the sport doesn't stop. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. The sport doesn't stop evolving. It doesn't stop getting. It, it doesn't stop getting better. It keeps improving. It keeps going levels and levels and levels and levels all the <coughs> all the way up, all the way up, all the way up. And uh, you know, like I said. People will emerge out. It's Joe Rogan famously said this. He says this all the time on his show. And there's better fighters. There's fighters that are UFC caliber that aren't in the UFC. And other organizations. Wreck and Shop and other organizations. Looking amazing in other organizations. They're just fighting there because they haven't ultimately got the shot in the UFC. Some fantastic fighters in and out of the UFC. UFC is obviously the top. The most recognizable most popular, and, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, UFC's the top of the top, the best of the best, linked with ESPN, I mean, all the deals that they're getting done, I mean, the Venom sponsorship that they're coming up with will replace the Reebok deal next year, they're doing big things, man, I'm proud of the UFC, the UFC's really, you know, evolved over the years, and the fighters have evolved as well, I mean, from one fighter only having one style, to, you know, having, being well-versed in multiple areas, and stuff like that, and, and seeing all that kind of shit, all that's so fantastic, all that's so amazing, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, because now, like you said, going back to Masvidal, you look at the ultimate rise that he had, even though he's already, you know, he's fought, he's been fighting for a long time, and been a real fighter for a very long time, and, you know, obviously hasn't looked bad in any of his fights. I mean, if you look at a lot of his fights, a lot of his fights have been close split decision. I mean, a lot of the losses. Let's look at Masvidal's Wikipedia page quick, real quick. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, pull up. We got it here. We are. Hospital, George Hospital. I keep saying George Hospital, Jorge Hospital. I'll say Jorge Hospital. I'll shut up. Um, do one win in boxing, professional boxing and kickboxing. One, you know, undefeated in boxing, undefeated in kickboxing. Um, all right, so look at Masvidal's record. Okay, you look at oh, Asquith, Nate Diaz, Ben Askren, Dan Until. Obviously, the Stephen Thompson fight was one-sided. The Damian Maya fight was close, split decision. Lorenz Larkin split decision. Benson Henderson split decision. Rustam Kabulov one-sided. Gilbert Melendez one-sided. That was all in strike force, though. The Rustam Kabulov fight was back in 2013, unanimous decision. But a dude, if you essentially look at Masvidal's record, look. Ally Quinta, Benson Henderson, Lorenz Larkin, Damian Maya. So technically, you know, Masvidal would have only really is only really lost, and uh, if you really want to look at it, in the last, you know, since this loss since since before 2015, I mean, his real last loss was 2013. Well, if that makes, if that, no, like, what I mean by that is, like, I know, obviously, he lost to Wonderboy after that, but, look, he, his first loss in the UFC was in 2013, then he lost in 2015, I don't think he should have lost to Ally Quinta fight, Benson Henderson fight, Lorenz Larkin fight, Damian Maia fight, go to, only the last time he lost was 2017, but other than that, he was perfect, so all, I mean, look, Shanks beats James Krause. Pretend he beats Ally Quinta. Cesar Ferreira obviously did. Um, and he fights Benson Henderson, Lawrence Larkin. I think, yeah, Masvidal's really lone loss that wasn't controversial, that wasn't fights that people thought he won. The last controversial fight that he lost was the um, Lawrence Larkin fight. Or the Damian Maia fight, excuse me. Such bad fucking facts. Damian Maia fight, a lot of people thought he won. One clear, 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 only fight. At, all right, this is what I was gonna say. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Before, before, uh, wait, let me see. Let me make sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, He would be eleven, and he would he would have won eleven fights leading up to Stephen Thompson. And then comes back, beats there until Ben Askren, Nate Diaz. <coughs> a lot of people are probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck I'm talking about is the only lopsided loss that Masvidal had, in my opinion, out of all those fights. His fights with Damian Maia. Masvidal's fights with Lawrence Larkin. <coughs> Excuse me. Masvidal's fights with Benson Henderson. Masvidal's fight with Halle Quinta. All those fights are wins in my book. So scroll forward, scroll forward, scroll forward. Up to the Stephen Thompson fight. That was one-sided. Other than that, all those fights are wins. So other than that, in my opinion, I feel like the last time he lost, he really lost. Obviously, up until the Stephen Thompson fight. You know, the last time he lost was Rustam Habilov back in 2013. I mean, we have, when you're split decision, split decision, split decision, loss, how damn good Masvidal is. You know how damn good 
that that you have to be to really have fights that are that close. Something was unheard of, man. And, and now, if you look at the rise, 2020 is the perfect fucking year for Masvidal to come back to something like that. Records that he's been setting and the amazing career he's had and the fact that he hasn't really lost that many fights in the last few years. That is important, though. Look at the last one-sided fight where it wasn't really necessarily that competitive. And, you know, Stephen Thompson just outpointed Jorge Masvidal, which Masvidal wants a rematch. That can happen with the win over Usman later on tonight in Abu Dhabi. Crazy. It's, it's going to be an interesting fight, man. If I look at this fight between him and Usman, all I got to see is how he deals with, with the wrestling, the chain wrestling, the cardio, going in later rounds, how it's going to affect both of them. I think it's going to have AC. I think this time they're going to have AC and make sure the AC unit's working so people don't die in the fucking arena, including the commentators, man. People are going to get sick and die. Not literally, but who the fuck wants to fight in a hot, hot ass arena? You know what I mean? It's uh, like I said, if you can stop the takedowns and all that, and and really get this fight to where you can fight him on the feet, then then I'm thinking that's that's the way to go. I'm thinking that's the that's the game plan. You know, to keep it on the feet, avoid the grappling, and you know, obviously make him, you know, threaten him, make him obviously realize that that. You know, you're not going to be taking me down. You can't do that. Easier said than done when you're fighting a damn good guy like Kamaru. Dude. That's a, almost an impossible trait. So, I really, really don't know what's going to happen in this fight. It's going it's gonna to be insane. It's, and it's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. And it's going to be absolutely crazy. I can't wait for it, man. We'll get back to Mosfet all in Usman with the fight picks later on this on this episode of Kicking It With The Queen. First things first, ladies and gentlemen, before we continue, like I said, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at KWTKPod for both G The King official on Instagram to the picture of Iron Man. That's my fucking picture. I like me some Iron Man. I'm fucking Iron Man. I'm Tony Stark, baby. Follow me on Instagram and follow me on Twitter at G The King MMA. Facebook.com slash Gabriel The King. Again, this leaves a five-star rating review like, share, rate, and review our show. Previewing, obviously, like I said, UFC 251. This is the pre-show here live on Anchor. Appreciate you guys for joining us. Let's get on to the co-main event. Who's the co-main? Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. We talked about this one a little bit yesterday. But to be honest, like I said, bringing it back up, talking to you guys about it again. It seemed as if it was a very technical fight. I didn't watch the full fight, to be honest with you. And I know, I know, it's not like me to not watch certain fights, but I don't know what it was. I think I just fell asleep. I'm not saying it was boring. No, get me wrong. It was a great fight. Going back, you know, watching the highlights, watching a couple rounds of it. You know, Alexander had obviously very good success with the with the some of the a lot of the counter shots. Yeah, the take, not a takedown zone, but the, the leg kicks were a huge factor. Everybody's talking about the leg kicks. And, you know, it was one of those gritty fights, you know. A lot of people thought Volkanovski won. A lot of people thought Max Holloway won. You know, I heard a lot of people say Max won the last two rounds, but two rounds is enough when you win three rounds to two. That's not enough. You do the math. But, you know, ultimately, now we're not here to break it down. 
but we're here to talk about what can happen in this new home. The best part about this for Max is that people didn't stop loving him, or, you know, they didn't um, lose their love for Max because of the way he handles a loss, because of his personality, because it, it's mainly because of like how the way he handles himself, the way he carries himself, the way that he portrays himself as a human being inside and outside the octagon, how he portrays himself as a human being, how Max portrays himself as a father and, and a mentor and a leader for a lot of people in his community and the fight game and, you know, all over the world. Max Holloway's loved by everybody, man. So, you know, th that's one of the things that takes it off the shoulder. He has a good attitude about things and, you know, he's working hard, he's training. Obviously, he said that he didn't have his trainers for a lot of time. You know, he did his training via Zoom and all this other stuff. And I don't know how much of the story you guys want to buy if you look at that narrative like that. But no, I'm not going to look at it like that. I'm just going to look at that fact that, um, we're going to get an amazing fight. And I think, obviously, these people, are, all the fights that have been happening, um, all the fights that have been happening in, um, obviously, since the quarantine, since the lockdown and all that, since the UFC's been back, if you look at a lot of the fight cards, has there ever been a bad fight card, necessarily? I mean, there's been some damn good fights on all, all these cards that, that have happened, and... Uh, you know, I mean, I, the UFC, um, what is it, UFC ceases, what's the word I'm looking for, the UFC um, continues to, I was going to say ceases to exist, but that doesn't make sense, now that doesn't, that's not what I was going to say, the UFC continues to relentlessly, that's what I was looking for, the UFC is continuing to relentlessly Put on amazing fight cards. Put on amazing fights. It's not the UFC putting making the fights great. It's the fighters making the fights great. It's the fighters doing all that stuff. So the fighters are doing it. UFC is putting on the production, ESPN, and all that. But the fighters are fighting great fights. And I, I highly doubt that this fight will do these fights today. Later on, will disappoint. I think they're going to be amazing. They're going to be really, um, you know, fun. Obviously, and you know, obviously spectacular as they have. And there's a lot of great fights. I mean, Rose versus Andrade too. Um, Josie Aldo, Peter Yan, Holloway, Volkanovski, and most anticipated fight, Usman Masvidal. You look at the main card as well. Volkan Ustamir returns against Alexander Rakic. I think that's what the or breakage, and and so forth. And so gentlemen, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. And we're back. Literally only took like a little bit of a minute. Um, but quickly, before we continue on with the show, I just want to talk about Max Holloway. Dude, just striking his pace, his long range, his long-ass arms. He's tall. He's lengthy. He's a phenomenal striker. He has excellent timing, excellent cardio. He gets stronger as the fight goes on. You can't deny him in this fight. You can't turn that. You can't think like that. He's not going to be successful in this fight. Yes. Obviously, you look at the first fight. It was kind of like, you know, clear-cut win almost in a lot of people's eyes for Volkanovski. But you can't doubt Max Holloway. That's the thing.
this episode, ladies and gentlemen. When do we not? Yep. So it was about uh, 40 bucks for the Stizzy at um, Connected, the local dispensary. The tax. It was like five bucks a gift. Something like that. Some, some crazy like that. But it, yeah. Um, it was alright, man. Really good, really good flavor though. Purple punch, full gram. Definitely enjoying it, and I'm on my way to um, <coughs> finally finishing the Smirnoff bottle. Okay, we're not getting off track here. Um, let's move along to the featherweight. Or not featherweight? Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm used to saying Jose Aldo at featherweight. So Jose Aldo versus Peter Yan. I was just thinking about that when we were on a commercial break. I've been thinking about it for a while. Peter, Peter Yan, I, um, I talked about it on, the other, on yesterday's episode of the show. Stream it, listen to it, by the way. Um, Peter Yan's you know, phenomenal. Man. And he's great. Great counters. Very powerful. Phenomenal boxer. Russian killer. Russian powerhouse. It's primarily boxing versus Muay Thai in this fight, but whatever the fuck happened to Jose Aldo's late kids, man. I mean, I talked about this fight yesterday, and I'm sure a lot of people think about this fight as well, and think about the fact that Jose Aldo's late kicks haven't necessarily been there in his last few fights. And the hallway fight. In the hallway fight, in the hallway fights, he didn't really necessarily use his leg kicks. We're wondering what, I mean, I don't know, maybe he threw a couple and shit like that, but for the most part, he didn't really throw any leg kicks. So people are wondering what the fuck happened to his leg kicks. Is it injuries? Is his legs not the same? Does he blow his knee out? Blew his ACL? What the hell? What the hell happened to Aldo's legs? Leg kicks? Because. I'm, t I'm sitting here now to have more updated thoughts about this, dude. You can't stand in front of a guy in Peter Yan that has head kicks, nasty head kicks, and, and finishing abilities like, like the way he does, and only be attacking with punches, man. I mean, I don't know how much Jersey Alvin's using his legs, but if he doesn't use his leg kicks, man, yeah, that's, that's not going to be a good sign moving up the ladder with a crazy powerhouse, a very hungry guy. Like Peter Yan. And Peter Yan is absolutely phenomenal. Peter Yan's absolutely on fire. And he wants a title shot. He wants a title fight. You can't doubt these Russian cats, man. You're not going to walk through a guy like Peter Yan and, and not have a full arsenal of skills. I'm not saying Jose doesn't have a full arsenal of skills. But, you know, he, he, he may have looked like the Jose of old, as people quoted in his last fight <coughs> against uh, Marlon Marias. But. You know, Marlon Reyes obviously, you know, has nasty head kicks as well and, and, and moves very good and is very nasty, has a full repertoire of skill. But Josie Aldo put it on him to the point where he wasn't able to use, utilize all those skills. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. And it's going to be interesting to uh, see um, how Aldo can keep Jan on the defensive instead of the offensive. What I mean by that? 
is that keep Jan from utilizing what he does best. His, you know, his vicious power as well. I mean, who knows if there's going to be any takedowns in this fight. I mean, you got to see the leg kicks. you got to see the nasty, vicious combinations. Josie Aldo hits you with a couple punches and boom! That lands a nasty leg kick too, and you're not you're not feeling good by the end of the third round. But ladies and gentlemen, they have five rounds, so we don't have to sit here and worry about all three round decisions, man. I can't do three round fights and a lot of high stakes fights, man. <laughs> that's for sure. Because it's like three rounds isn't enough for certain fights. There's certain fights you should just make those five rounds. It doesn't fucking matter, man. You're on ESPN Plus or ESPN. I'll let you go longer. Anyways, guys, I mean, there's there's a handful of people that think about it on the other side of Peter Yan, arguing that Peter Yan hasn't fought the best of the best. I mean, obviously, his wins over Uriah Faber. Um, I mean, you can pull up Peter Yan's Wikipedia page. But you know, there are arguments that Peter Yan didn't hasn't fought the best guys, and he's been beating the fuck out of people who were subpar, and hasn't fought those top contenders like the Aljamain Sterlings, like the Pedro Munoz, like the Cody Garbrands. And we gotta see. Let's look at this. I'll pull up Peter Yan's last win over Uriah Faber that he beat. So this is who he has beaten in the UFC. Jerusho Ishihara, Douglas Silva DeAndraj, John Dotson, Jimmy Rivera, and Uriah Faber. So he's only, f I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? Come on, son. That's not anywhere even near who Joe, let me pull up Jose Aldo's Wikipedia. I mean, his biggest win probably was Uriah Faber. Maybe Jimmy Rivera has a good win too. I mean, those wins are good. John Dotson, those are, those are great, solid wins. I give it to you. They're solid wins. Josie Aldo defeated, remained undefeated for over a decade. Let's see, Josie Aldo's last fight. Last two fights. He's lost his last two fights. Marlon Marias fight. Alexander Volkanovsky fight. In uh, Rio. Then his last win was against Renato Moicano back last year in February. And then Jeremy Stevens, and he lost to Max Holloway twice. Finished, but hey, his Volkanovski fight and his Marlin fight didn't end in the finish of him losing in the finish. So you gotta give, you gotta give Max Holloway credit for being the only man to finish. Max beat the fuck out of Jose Aldo, weathered him down, and beat the shit out of him. Volkanovski wasn't able to do that. I mean, obviously you could, you can't doubt Max Holloway. Uh, going back to that, so. No, Josie Aldo hasn't necessarily had the most active year, though. He did have three fights in 2019, February, May, December. I didn't realize that. One fight in 2016. One fight in 2015. Two fights in 2014. Two fights in 2013. One, one fight in 2012 against Chad Mendes. The, the knee. Never mind, not illegal. I was going to say illegal. Then two fights in... Dude, so he's only had two. Damn, dude, Jose hasn't fought that much. 
mean, he's fought a lot to where people can remember. I mean, we see the interviews. We see. We we know who we respect to what he's done, but realistically, he hasn't even nearly been as active, or, or necessarily you know fought that much. At least not in the UFC. I mean, he's fought a lot in the UFC. He's very well recognized and shit. But it's not like, oh my god, like he hasn't fought that much in the last fucking like seven years or whatever the hell it, however many years it was, man. But it's good. But then again, it brings me back to what I was saying about the experience. Experience of Jose Aldo. I highly doubt that Aldo only trained boxing for this fight. I'm pretty sure he kicks. His just hasn't been using it. Maybe because he's just beating the fuck out of people on the feet with his hands. His hands look good, and they're gonna look good against Peter Jan's face later on tonight. Can't wait. UFC 251, live on pay-per-view, live on the ESPN Plus app. You know, the only way to purchase the pay-per-view is via ESPN Plus app. 60 bucks, baby. Let's fucking go. But I have a little bit of breaking news for you guys, but you guys aren't ready. First things first, I need to go refuel on some drinks real quick, take a hit, and take a quick commercial break again. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like any of the smoke leaving my mouth. Three, two, oh, fuck. I'm taking a huge rip of a stizzy right now on this podcast. Then we're going to go on another drink and we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Wait for me, real quick. Be right back. Just wait for me.
King. How long was that, ladies and gentlemen? We're back. All right. Interesting. An interesting point brought up. An interesting point that I just thought about right now. I'm sorry if I took a long time. Um, an interesting point for UFC 251. And going back to what I was talking, I mean, we're gonna go. We're gonna circle back to Masvidal for a second. I was talking about you know how you know you know now earlier how how I was talking about uh, you know the rise of Masvidal and how he's how he's kind of been here already. And just you know when you look at twenty twenty now, he's getting his recognition. He's been named the fighter of the year of last. I think it was last. I don't know, but he's been named a nominee for fighter of the year. He's been, you know, one of the most biggest breakout stars of 2019. And everything he's been doing is absolutely fantastic. People are all over what Masvidal's doing. Mainstream media, it's blowing up bigger than a Conor fight. Dana says, I believe it. I mean, for Dana to say that, I mean, Masvidal, I mean, his rise, his superstardom, everything he's done. He's been fighting since the Kimbo days, man. He's been fighting forever. So, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, he just didn't have that superstardom. And, you know, we didn't have the, the social media or all this. You know, all this, you know, the game was different at the time when he first started fighting. But realistically, look at his similar <laughs> close amount of MMA record to Alistair Overeem. You know, 35 wins. Or, you know, Alistair's at 40. Masvidal's like, Alistair's at like 40-something. And you know, Masvidal's, you know, creeping up right behind him. Nearly the same amount of fights. You know, close range essentially, and, you know, the game is just, you know, he's been a part of this shit for so long, and, and you know, obviously, like I said, you know, uh, he's, he's been fighting for forever, and him and, like, Connor have kind of similar upbringings in a lot of ways. You know, nobody knew who Connor was. I mean, people did know who Connor was, but, you know, a lot of people originally saw him as this, oh, this guy's talking shit, he's going to lose when he fights a guy like Poirier. What did Connor do? He beat Dustin Poirier. Oh, he's gonna beat a guy Chad. Chad Mendes is gonna take him down. He's gonna not gonna be able to get up. Oh, what does he do? He beats Chad Mendes. Beats Jose Aldo. Beats Eddie Alvarez. Beats Nate Diaz. Beats Cerrone in, in absolute fantastic fashion. Looks good. Connor's a superstar. Everyone knows who he is. Masvidal's a superstar. He has a big fight with Diaz. His big fight after he knocked out Darren Till. He knocked out Ben Askren in record fashion. And more people probably know Masvidal is because of that Ben Askren loss. Ben Askren win. So, yeah, I mean, Masvidal's an absolute star. Regardless of winning or losing later on tonight, he's an absolute star. I do not deny him his shot. I'm rooting for Jorge Masvidal later on tonight. All right. Did we talk about the top three title fights? We talked about Masvidal, Usman, Aldo Volkanovski, Aldo uh, Holloway. Aldo, wait, wait, wait. You just said you know we're high here. Aldo, Peter Yan, Holloway, Volkanovski. We talked about all those. Um, a rematch between Jessica Andrade and Rose Namajunas is on par. It's good to see Thug Rose back. I mean, her striking looks excellent. Her wins over Joanna. I mean, she's beat. She beat Joanna. Um, I mean, Wei Wei Zhang Wei Li's beating Joanna. It was close fights, split decision. A lot of people thought Joanna won that. Um, but Rose is like, you know, second best. Wait, was it? Bad. Wait, no, no. One fifteen. One strawweight. She's the second best strawweight, other than Zhang Wei Li right now. 
Juana's up there, but Rose is, Rose is fantastic. Her counters, her boxing, her movement, her power. She's 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 crap. She's fucking crafty, man. She's nasty. Dude, do you remember her fight against with Paige Van Sant? Wait, wait, wait. Let me look it up. Doesn't she fight Michelle Watterson as well? No, no, no. Let me look. Dude, Rose has had some amazing fucking performances. Even before she was the world champion. Dude, I'm getting so excited talking about this shit. Dude, her fights were amazing. If you remember those fights. Hold on. Let's look up. Let's pull up a Wikipedia. Only 28 years old. And it seems like she's done it all already. She's been a world champion way before she was freaking 30. That's special. Last fight against Jessica Andrade in May of last year. So, I mean, look at how many fights. How many professional fights does Rose have? Twelve professional fights. Twelve professional fights, and she became a world champion. And after she loses to Carolina, she comes back, beats Michelle Waters. Yes, it was Michelle Waters, and she knocked her down. She submitted her. And, yeah, she did. She beat Paige Van Zandt as well when she was only only had four wins. She fucked Paige Van Zandt up. It was a... Oh, it, it was in the fifth round. Oh, they were a main event? I did not know they were a main event. She fucked Paige Van Zandt up in that fight. And she fought Tisha Torres. She lost to Carolina split decision. You know, arguably, Rose has uh, been undefeated since losing to Carla Esparza. Fuck that. I thought Rose won that last fight. It was the fight of the night. The fight against Carolina. So Rose is essentially undefeated other than the Jessica Andrade slam. And, you know, a lot of people thought she looked good early on in the first in that first round. You know, obviously Andrade was able to pick her up and slam her. Jeez. Andrade is very, very dangerous. And they're the ones having the rematch. And now we look at Andrade's Wikipedia, man. She's 28 as well, man. Are they like the same age, bro? Wait, well, how old's Rose? Let me see. Dude, 28, 28. <laughs> you know, that's funny. They're both uh, similar. Andrade is a little bit more experienced. She has 27 fights. Um, you know, obviously... Oh, 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 I forgot about that. Oh, dude, you know what's crazy? You know how Jung Wei Lee's a champion? Not Like, I'm not playing. I know she's a champion. I thought about her fight with Ioana. I referenced it. I remember it. But I forgot she beat Andrade by TKO. Obviously, that's how she got her belt. That's how Jung beat. Was against Andrade. She beat the fuck out of her in 42 seconds. In Shenzhen, China. And she beat Rose by slam. That's where she won the belt. Was she lost it to Zhang Weili title defense in like a few months later so i mean excuse me they've fought once before but it's only a three-round fight this one's only a three-round fight unfortunately so uh you know 
you're not going to get to see the five-round action that it could be. Then again, it didn't last that long. So we'll really get to see a rematch. You know, a lot of people are looking good. Andrade wins and slams her in the second. Fight's over. And, and this is one of those fights where, dude, it's going to be an amazing outcome in the second, second time around. And that's later tonight, live on pay-per-view. UFC 251, baby. It's making me get crazy. Let's fucking go. I'm excited as fuck for this fight card. Breaking news. I said before we had the last commercial break. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to bust a lot of balls and a lot of fucking hearts right now. I'm going to break a lot of hearts and say some crazy shit right now. You know how hyped we are for UFC 251. We've been talking about it for over an hour. Almost close to Years, close years. I will not be watching UFC 251 live. I paid for it. I have it ready. But I have to do due diligence. I have work later. I'm not going to be able to watch it. I may be able to catch a couple prelims or some shit like that, but I'm not going to be able to watch the main event and all that. So I'm not going to be able to see what happens. I'm going to have to be one of those classic times where I look at the phone. Oh, my God. I'm not going to be watching UFC 251. It's going to be crazy. Come on. I know. I bet, I bet you weren't ready for that announcement, huh? I won't be attending, nor will I be watching UFC 251. But I will catch up and watch it later on that night, right when I get off. I'm only going to be... I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, the timing and stuff. Uh, I think it's... Uh, what time is it? 8.30 to 12? Or 8 to 12 or some shit like that. And then, then it's like, dude, come on. It's like right when the fights start. I can't do it in the morning. But hey, you got a job to do. You got to do a job. Yep, 8 to 12. Jeez. 8 to 12, yep. Dude, wait, wait. No, what I mean, we were only with the feelings like that. Dude, come on. That's not fun. It's lo it looks like I'm going to be up the entire night because I'm going to be watching fights. And it's like I'm just going to, no, it's not bad. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be watching UFC 251 live. But uh, I'm going to watch it like a couple hours later. No, I didn't stream it. No, I'm going to watch it on the ESPN Plus app. I have it right here. ESPN Plus. That's the point. Um, don't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Responding to some text messages. Yeah, ESPN Plus right here. So I'm gonna watch them a couple hours later. It's all good. It's alright, but I want to experience a feeling in person, not not in person, but like, you know, watching the fight, like actually watching it and be like, oh, right when it happens, watch Twitter explode, watch all that, and that'd be kind of cool, honestly. Colin, I'm just kidding, oh, I have to do this, just making some money, you make some money, that's the best part of it. 
so we're gonna do that. Um, quickly, let me see, just in case, make sure we don't lose our audio, because I'm gonna look at certain, you know how you open certain apps and stuff that close, there's one time where I closed the show and it closed the audio when I was looking at stuff on my phone. Be right back, ladies and gentlemen. And we didn't lose the audio, which is the best part about it. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, you know we got pretty fucking we get pretty loaded up on loaded up on this show. We have a lot of fun on this show. I appreciate everybody. Look at that fucking cover of UFC four. Wow. Uh, look at that preview. <laughs> Fighting with people trying to take my head off. That was always my safe zone. It's mixed martial arts. We are the artists. That's the last style better, folks. This is this isn't for everyone. Anthony Joshua and um, Tyson Fury is um, are being added. To oh, that's gonna be a cool ass fucking game. How much is the PS5 going for? Australia, $749? You gotta be fucking kidding me. Maybe it's in a different fucking way. I just thought of something. You know, taking questions and comments alive while on the kicking with the king, but by the time you guys hear it, it's gonna... Ben Askren tweet I'm featured on a video game trailer. You aren't. (laughs) 
I'm so stoked. Good ass fucking fight card. I'm so fucking excited for later tonight. I'm gonna um on live on kicking with the king. I'm going to put post my cover picture on Facebook of Usman and Masvidal. Live, we'll take a hit. Like I said, this is only the pre-show. You still got the fights in a few hours and stuff like that, so. Instagram story and my Facebook story is actually uh, connected. I took a fat fucking hit right now. Oh, my goodness. That was absolute cake. I was gonna post something on Facebook, but I forgot. Let me look it up. Uh, you ever um? Think about posting something you never eat, you don't post it. <laughs> this post on Facebook. Quote, as an American, you have a right not to wear a mask. But just like you, businesses have a right not to let you in, not serve you. You can't have it both ways. You are free to make a choice, but that means accepting the consequences of your actions. Screaming at employees and businesses for protecting their workers and customers does not make you a patriot. It makes you an asshole. Don't mistake inconvenience for oppression.
is it her name is Maria Tomai? What's her name? Uh, hold on. Let me look. The the this is random, but we're looking at we're skimming through shit on Facebook, and we look the lady from Spider Man. Not the old Spider Man, the one that sucks. The one with Tobey Maguire sucks. <coughs> Spider Man wasn't no soft ass bitch like Tobey Maguire. Spider Man is Tom Holland. Yes, I'm 24 years old, and I'm telling you that. As long as Spider Man has been around, Tom Holland's the best Spider Man out there. Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, get the fuck out of here. We're working like, we're at, like, we're, I'm trying to figure out this bitch's name. What is her name? Marisol? Let's look up her fucking oh Wikipedia. Aunt May, homecoming. I'm try I I her I don't remember her fucking name, so I'm just looking up May Parker. But what the fuck is her real name? What the hell is her real name? Yeah, Marisa, Marisa, it's Marisa Tomai. She's so fucking hot still, dude. Let me see. Let's pull up her Instagram, dude. Marisa Tomai Instagram. You're so hot, dude. You're so sexy still. Doesn't matter how old you are. I don't give a fuck how old you are. If you're 53, I'm 53. Goodness gracious. We go from talking about Usman Masvidal to fucking Marisa Tomai. I follow her. I follow her. She has 1.2 million followers. Oh, Jesus. I'm I'm part of her 1.2 million followers. Oh, that's the best thing ever. Oh, I should get rock hard because of that. No, not even close. But she is so fucking hot. Even this picture shows her wrinkles. Maybe she just looks good in the pictures. Man, I'm a fuck. <coughs> Dude. I mean, she's alright looking. I mean, she's good looking, man. Let me look at this video. I really am, even in my own house. <laughs> Happy Earth Day. Let's take action so that this breather that she's got right now. She's still sexy. We can build on that. And. She's so sexy, no matter what, bro. I don't give a fuck how old you are, baby. It's quinoa and spinach and garlic time here. Enjoying the outside for a moment. Who are you cooking for? Yo, she kind of scares me. If you guys heard that video I was watching, she's, I mean, she's alright looking, dude, but. She's pretty sexy. She looked a lot hotter back in the day, though.
ladies and gentlemen, we, we've got to finish watching the, um, the countdown shows and stuff like that. We're going to do that offline. I think that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's all we're going to talk about today on the show. Um, we're going to watch some Joe Rogan and then do some other shit like that. Obviously, like I said, I will be tuning in to UFC 251 live on pay-per-view, live in Abu Dhabi, live on Fire Island, live. Let's fucking go, ladies and gentlemen. Fight Island, here we go. Fight Island, baby. This is the UFC 251 pre-show. I'm kicking it with the king. I can't wait for the post-show. I can't wait for everything else, ladies and gentlemen. Post-show will be next. Coming up, I can't fucking wait. We're back. We will be back, ladies and gentlemen, sooner rather than later. We're out of this bitch. We'll see you later, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to